Welcome to Talk Talk Punch. Thank you so much to both our audio podcast and our YouTube viewers for joining us. I am Brody, joined by Tudong Dylan. Hey. And the Ebony Ma of this Black Order, Charlie Hickman. I do not understand the reference, but I will take it as a compliment because I choose to not believe that you are insulting me so bad. Thank no, you. Ebony, Ebony Ma, the Black Order was Thanos's, mm-hmm. the children of Thanos, and Ebony Ma was like the it. one that from. He was pretty Thanos. cool, actually. Charlie, I got it. I I work really hard on these nicknames, Charlie. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ebony Ma was the one that uh that could do telekinesis, and he fought Doctor Strange in the street and Iron Man in the street. Doctor Strange, Iron Man. Now you're just oh making up names. Goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, if you haven't already, we'd love it if you subscribe so that way you can come back here every Wednesday to hang out with us and see what we're talking about. Kind of like this week's topic, we have a conversation. We're just going to talk. We're talking this talk. I mean, we always just talk, but we're having a conversation. It's a loose, structured episode because sometimes we have stuff that we're just like, oh, you know what? This would be interesting just to talk about. We, we talk about a lot of this stuff when we're not recording. And we say, boy, we should probably be recording this because this could actually be an interesting episode. And so Charlie came up with this idea that he just wanted to talk about kind of how we're consuming media right now. Charlie, tell us about this a little bit. Uh, thank you, bro. Uh, well, look, this I think it's an interesting conversation, and I think there's really two parts to it that are fascinating. Uh, we can kind of talk about what has gotten us to the place that we are and then kind of our reaction to that, what do we do moving forward? And so uh, I, I thought it'd be more fun to focus on the second part here because it's more actionable and just kind of more uh, conversational. But just a quick recap of what we're even talking about here. Uh, just the streaming services are cutting cutting shows, right? So like uh, if, if you wanted to watch the new Willow show, haven't gotten around to it, sorry, gone. Uh, oh. even, show, even like flagship shows like Westworld, gone off of streaming services. Uh, so stuff's getting cut and... We, we went through a while back where the revelation of like the, the Netflix two-year system where they were kind of like putting a lot of pay structure incentives after the second year. So really only smash hits were getting renewed past that second season. Uh, there's a lot of this like stuff that we can that kind of feeds into where we are now. But I think when we thought of streaming in the beginning, it was kind of like everything that you could ever want will be at your fingertips uh, at, at a moment's notice you know, without any of the hassle of having to store things in your home. Then we realized quickly that wasn't really the case. And, but, but you know, at least the stuff that's made by HBO will always be available on HBO. Uh, and now we're kind of getting realized that that's not really the case. Even new stuff uh, that's just a year or two old can be gone just like that. So that brings us kind of the second part of the conversation. And I think what we'll, we're kind of focused our energy tonight is what do we do? Uh, are we buying DVDs again? <laughs> are we kind of, you know, are we going, you get, you get getting 4K discs? Are we... Uh, buying everything uh, on and on Amazon or iTunes that, that we can get our hands on, I, I, it's it's expensive uh, proposition, and we'll kind of break into the finances. But all of this kind of came about when I stumbled on like a 2013 article, just talking about silent films and about how 75% of the silent era films are just gone, gone. And you know there were some fi- studio fires and things like that that took wiped out quite a bit actually in the in the 1930s, but also there was negligence and just lack of care for a film over the years. And so from like the sure. 1912 to like 1929 era of silent film, uh, we had, there was about 10,900 movies. Produced. Uh, we just have about 2,700 left, uh, <laughs> which is kind of wild to think about. Just all that is gone. Uh, and how in some ways, like there's shows that never even, you know, make it to DVD movies that don't really kind of sure. come out. Stuff that, you know, where some seasons are available, some seasons are not. So it's, it's 
just an interesting landscape, and I so I thought that that might be a good framework for us to kind of start a dialogue. So, uh, what do you think, guys? Uh, bro, what do you what do you what, what are your initial thoughts on all that? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think a couple years ago I would have thought, oh yeah, it's just there's no point in buying discs. Everything's streaming, you know. But now we're at this point where there's so many streaming services, and the the rights to the shows and movies just shuffle all the time. I mean, the Harry Whoa. Potter movies are moving multiple times a year between multiple different uh, streaming services. Uh, we're seeing things, you know, even the X-Men movies. You know, I started watching some of the X-Men movies with my kids and I was like, okay, so they're all on Disney+. And then by the time we got to like uh, X-Men First Class, like X-Men First Class wasn't on Disney+, Plus anymore. And now it's on something else. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to chase down these movies. Know, and I I was showing my kids, I got all excited because I wanted to show them Edge of Tomorrow. And then Edge of Tomorrow just wasn't streaming anywhere. And so I went and I bought it digitally on Amazon. And so long, I guess, as Amazon is in business, then that's fine. But, you know, then like two weeks later, Edge of Tomorrow was on HBO. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I, I guess I like own it now digitally where I can pull it wherever. But... Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough right now. Uh, Tudong, where where are you at with all this? I'll be honest. I was a purist when it comes to DVD and Blu-ray for a very long time. I didn't have a lot of use for the streaming services, and for the longest time, I didn't have them. And you know, I had no problem, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays and all that stuff. And when I got one streaming, I got thinking, you know. I don't feel like putting in a DVD right now. I'll just put on a TV show. I don't have to get it. This is fine. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like watching this movie. And I own the movie. So, hey, no problem. And I thought, all right. And I have a vast collection of, of DVDs and some Blu-rays. Not as big as like it used to be, but it's still fairly, fairly okay. And the idea, and this is so sad, the idea of going to get that DVD or Blu-ray turn on the DVD or Blu-ray player, put the disc in and then like hit play. And like, and, and, and not only that, I can't like take it with me. Hey, if I got to go get a drink of water, I have to hit pause. I can't take it with me over to get the drink of water. I can't take it with me. You know, if I'm driving and I want to listen to it or something like that. And it really, I mean, like, I always thought that, you know, if they were going to if you have a streaming service, the movie's on there, the TV show's on there, and there it is. Every time, like, they um, are losing a, uh, a, you know, a thing, a, a show or a movie, it sucks. Like, I mean, and then you start to worry about the other ones that you have, and you're like, what if they, they leave? And, and some of them, like Frasier, I'm like, hey, I own it on DVD. But do I really want to just walk all the way and put that on when I could just watch it on streaming? It's tough. They, it, it used to be a status thing where you could sit there and be like, oh, you haven't seen this movie? I got this movie. I'll lend it to you. Or like, come on over and we'll watch it or something like that. Cool. Nowadays, it's sure. like, you could watch it on this. And done. No more <coughs> no more real bonding. No, no any of that kind of stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, it's on this service. And that's it. Yeah, I was a, I was a big, I was an avid DVD collector for a long time. 
We, the it's three of like us all were. Point to, like, yeah. like a lot of DVDs. And, and I, still have, I still have a ton, but it's I, I just haven't, I haven't bought a DVD. I was trying to think of the last DVD I bought. It might have been like a, like a Thomas the Train video when my now teenage son <laughs> was like five or six. It's it's been it's been a minute, and and I it's 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 part of that. A lot of that's the stream, uh, for sure. But also some of that is just like you know I got four kids. I, I got I don't have, I don't have space. Like where where am I putting like you know uh, six hundred DVDs or something? I I just five hundred. I, I I got I got like in my garage in boxes like hundreds of DVDs. I I just can't keep adding to that. Uh, it's already it's already almost unjustifiable to my wife that we even have as as much as we do. Uh, but Dylan, I, I love I love the way that you're, you're phrasing that because like, there was a whole period of my life where it'd be late at night and I'm watching TV and the remote has fallen out of reach and just something would come on and, and it's like that calculus of like, am I getting up to get the remote or is this is this okay and that I'm just gonna ride this out and and, and so you know now it's, it's a different kind of calculus. It's like all right, I got yeah. my DVDs in the garage. Do I do I want to walk or is there is there some, I'm paying for all these streaming services. There's something on one of them that that's watchable, and and I think this is an important. I want to talk with you guys about the money part because I think this is a really big part of this. Because it's, it's fine to say like, well, hey, you can think about like backing up your computer hard drive, right? If there's a show you love, that there's a movie you love, just buy it and then you have it, and then no matter what happens to it, you got a copy of it. But I mean, for the price of like purchasing one movie, you could. Uh, yeah. It's like two months of streaming on a, on a service. Yeah. It's, it's so, and we're talking about you know Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Peacock, we're Apple TV Plus, uh, you know Showtime, Stars, whatever you know whatever else is out, AMC Plus, and, mm. and you know <laughs> just the list goes on and on. A uh, BritBox and Shutter. Acorn and and Shutter, yeah. You, I mean, you just you can find a, a streaming service with like whatever niche you might be into. That's a lot to juggle, and then that, not to mention if you want to have like access to something like YouTube TV or Hulu Live TV, or maybe you're you're a cable person still, and you're and you're like, look at all these dumb people paying for all these different a la carte options when they can just have everything all in one place. You fools. Uh, so, like, like, do you? So I want I want to ask two questions, and then and you guys can kind of answer them whatever order you want, or or dance around them however you want. Number one is how do you guys personally juggle that? Like, just like the. Are are you guys streaming on and off? You're writing deals. You just kind of, you know, picking and picking and choosing your services based on what's out. So how are you picking which ones you're paying for? And number two, do you think DVDs are even going to be around in ten years? Is this are we looking at a situation where the technology itself is going to be obsolete? In which case, all that's going to be left is more like cloud-based, like digital copies of things and streaming. So those are my questions. Dong, you want to start? Brody, I'm kicking it. Oh, Brody, no, I'm kicking it to you because we have to talk last. So. Well, I will Give say my think. my DVD collection is right there. It's it's a 500 uh, disc book, and you can see it's about as tall as my head, and it's kind of a pain <laughs> to go through, but it doesn't take up too much space other than like a big spot on the shelf. Now, is but it it's... alphabetical, or did you link through actor? <laughs> <laughs> it's alphabetical. Oh, if I linked through oh. actor, I would never find anything. But I, <laughs> I will say there, there have been plenty of times where I know that there's DVDs, there's movies in there that I have, and I'm like, I don't want to get up and go through the book. Yeah. I, and then I spend more time like searching where it's streaming between the six or so streaming services that I have than had I just gotten up and put it into the PlayStation um okay so your two points so how do how do we navigate 
We nav we we I try to find deals. For streaming services, I try to find deals. A lot of times, if I can pay for like a bulk chunk, if I can pay for six months, if I can pay for a year, you know, then I'll do that. And then I, you know, I think uh I remember when Disney Plus first started and they said, Hey, you can get three years for like 120 bucks. You know, I was full in on that. And then that came up and they were like, hey, you can subscribe for another year for 80 bucks. And I was like, ah, sure, fine. Um, so that's normally a lot of the other ones. Uh, I just try to find like free trials, you know, free trials, you know, and I I kind of go between some of them. I haven't had Netflix in a while, but I'm going to need Netflix here coming up for like the new uh, Witcher season for some other stuff. I know my kids want to watch. And so I'll get it for, you know, a month or two. But I'm I I just don't want to have like all of these streaming services all at the same time cuz it's just too much. There's too much content. You know, even like going through and trying to build a list, I'm like, okay, so I've got this list and I I go through HBO or Max and then I go through uh Paramount and then Disney. Like it just it almost gets overwhelming and then by the time, you know, I'll go through like 5 and then I'm like I don't really see anything, and I've just spent a half hour looking for something. And now I give up, and I'm tired, and I'm going to bed, you know. So <clears throat> I try not to have too many streaming services, but when I do have them, I try not to pay for them. <laughs> How many did you have, like, at one point? Well, at one point, well, I don't know. Right now, I've got at, right now. HBO, or I've got Max. I keep wanting to call it HBO. I've got Max, Disney+, Plus, Peacock for the WWE, I've got Universal that I got a free month. And then when I tried to cancel, they said, hey, do you want two months for free? And I said, uh, sure. Um, it's that talk, talk punch discount when you type in the code at checkout. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, Hulu. I have Hulu because I pay $2.99 a month for that. Wow. Um, what else is it? What am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something. Universal, or not Universal, Paramount. Yeah, Paramount. I have Paramount. Peacock. Peacock. Hulu. That might be it. Amazon Prime. And Prime. Prime. Oh man, so Prime is one of those so ones that I just, I just forget. Six. I don't know what is that six. He's frozen. Yeah. Charlie, how Too many much. do you have? How many do you have, Charlie? Uh, can Can I say real quick, and then I will answer that question. That there is not a worse interface that exists than the interface. It is absolutely maddening the, trying to what? find movies that you the Amazon Prime. If you're just trying oh. to browse movies and, and maybe maybe the maybe the laptop experience is different, but the PlayStation app is horrendous. It is so hard to just like find movies that you can just like I I had I watched Matador recently. I had no idea that was oh, yeah. on Amazon. The only reason I knew mm-hmm. I ended up finding it on Amazon is because it was leaving at the end of the month. I'm, I'm like, oh hey, that's a movie that <laughs> I didn't know existed on this platform for like however long it's been on this platform. Uh I have Amazon, I have Hulu, I have Disney, and that might be it. Oh, I also have I, Apple. Well, I I also have Apple. Oh, I know I have Apple too. And I'm loving <laughs> Apple. Apple if you if you guys are watching this and you and you you want to take away a streaming service, Apple Plus has got some great shows right now. That is uh, that's a good one. It's got a couple. What about you, D? What 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 are you rocking? 
Uh, I just have Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. That's like it. What, I what got you... Hulu longest, and I have <laughs> I have been watching Frasier on that for years. I'm so glad they haven't cut the like Cheers. They cut it down up until season four, and Frasier they've left alone. Yeah, so and hopefully they continue to leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It's there. You don't need to do anything leave with it. Leave it alone. Don't send it what, to Paramount Plus. What would you guys say is like your top three? Just kind of off the top of your head. What What would be three that you're like? These are the ones I I just want to keep. Oh, I only have three, so mine are self-explanatory. All right, that's true, <laughs> Charlie. Uh, Hulu is a must. I love I love Hulu, and probably I mean like I I can't get rid of Amazon Prime because we just use the shipping part of it. So does that count as me right. loving the Amazon content, or does that just like? <laughs> so I guess I get to put in the in the top three by default. Um, I am. Okay, depends what I'm doing. Depends what I'm doing. So if I'm just in the mood to watch some critically acclaimed television that's high quality, well acted, and and ex- exceptionally well written and produced, give me some Apple. Give me some Apple Plus. But uh, if I'm just you know keeping something that I want to watch Marvel movies and and Disney stuff, then obviously it's got to be the Disney Plus. If uh... Apple's cheap too, it's like five. I guess if you're putting me in a in a vice lock to pick, I'll I'll put the Disney in my top three. I, I really like Max, and even after the it went from HBO Max to just Max, I think I like it even more now because it's got a lot of stuff. Can I we really can like we can Max. we have a quick talk about how how just how ridiculous it was that they dropped the HBO out of yeah. the name of their so service? So ridiculous, Max. That's ri- the yeah. one you go to when you want to watch HBO. Do you know how long I've had to live in 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 a Southern Cal in Southern California with people making fun of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Do you know how many times <laughs> I've had to listen to people making fun of that name? And finally, I should feel good. Someone out there made a, made a dumber name switch, but I can't even enjoy it because it just brings back bad memories. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Uh, but it's, it's, it's gone beyond just HBO, though. Yeah, yeah. Just... next we're going we're gonna to start calling Peacock the P. Catch the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like Peacock because they have the WWE stuff. HBO, or not HBO, uh, Amazon. I actually like Amazon. Like maybe, maybe it's a different interface for the Roku stuff, but I, I, I really enjoy. Could be. Amazon. I've got an Apple TV, and the interface is, is fine, and so is it on the on the phone, which are the only two places I stream from. Um, yeah, on, okay, on the tablet, Charlie. The experience is much better because it gets you a grid that you can like swipe through, and on the PlayStation, it's like one line of movies that you can uh... slowly. And it doesn't give you every option. It's just kind of like whatever they've chose. The algorithm has chosen to show you mm-hmm. as you kind of scroll through like action movies we think you'll like. It's like okay, well, okay, Charlie. What were, and what was your second point? Because I know I wanted to. I wanted to talk so on my your second, second point. Is is are we just? I mean, like, look, writing's on the wall for all technology, right? All technology will be obsolete at some point, replaced by better technology. Are we hitting a point where oh. we're looking at yes. the end? Like, how how far down the road do you think DVDs will still be? part of our culture or 10 years what 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 are we before they're just obsolete and gone i think you know it's i think that it's tough because we're already sort of seeing that you know with the new playstation 5 you can buy the version with the disc drive where you can play the 4k discs you know the brand new highest quality disc the 4k blu-ray or you can buy one that doesn't even have a disc drive that is purely streaming and so then you don't even have a, a disc player. You don't have a DVD or Blu-ray or 4K or whatever. You know, you're just streaming everything. 
Um, I still like the the disc. I I just bought a disc last year. I bought Interstellar, and that was because Charlie had never seen it and it wasn't streaming anywhere. And I went down to visit him and I said, you know what? I really want to watch this with him. So I'm going to buy the disc. And it came with the 4K. It came with a Blu-ray. It came with a DVD. And it came with a digital copy or some sort of combination like that. And I was like, ah, that sounds good. I want to own that. Um, and so I, I don't know. But is it going to completely... I don't know if... I want to say I don't think physical media is going to go away completely. But then as I say that, I think about CDs. And I think about if I wanted to buy a CD, where do I even go to buy a CD? I, I and don't then where even, would like, you play it? <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I, my car has a CD player, but that's oh, yeah. that's it. I, I don't have a C. Yeah. A, aside from a like a Blu-ray player, I don't have anything that would play a CD, and so I don't know. Maybe, but I I don't know. It's a that's a tough question. It's a tough question. <laughs> Tudong, you, you yeah, Tudong, you you go as I as my mind tries to wrap my head around this. What was the first question? What do you Just what do you do? You we kind of talked about the juggling the streaming services. Oh and, right, and the cost. Yeah, yeah I, versus I, like I, the cost of buying stuff. Yeah, I don't have as many streaming services as you guys do, but I mean like. It really makes you buy a lot less. I used to get several, it went from like several DVDs a month to just several a year. And then it was like, is this really worth buying? Maybe I, I can see it on streaming or I can see it in the movies. And then it became like the movies are, I mean, it's cheaper even to stream that. Even if I'm like, if I'm uh, like one ticket price, seeing it in your house versus all the ticket prices for all the people going with you, you know? So you're like, well, I'll just stream it and then people can watch it with me, I guess, or, or not, or whoever. But um, yeah, I, the last Blu-ray that I got was uh, oddly for my, my daughter as well, and it was the Adams Family. <laughs> and uh, because it's not streaming anywhere, it was streaming on Netflix and we would, you know, we had Netflix for a bit and then it left Netflix and it didn't matter. We didn't even have Netflix, but so I'm like, I'll just buy it. But I, I will admit, there are some things that I'm glad that I have that would be lost, you know, just to the ages. There's older movies that that I really enjoy, and um, there's TV shows that if they decide to cut them, like you know, like Max is cutting things, and all these, you know, if other other streaming services do the same thing, or if they juggle them or they switch them, it's good to have it there now. The question is. Do I really feel like going and putting it on? And for my daughter, yeah, all right, I am going to put it on. I'll put it on if she really, if, if she doesn't want to watch some of her other favorite shows, then I'll throw that on. But I mean, like, even if they weren't streaming, is it really worth it buying like some new, new, um, new movie that just came out on Blu ray or DVD and it's like, 25 bucks at 35 bucks? And then, of course, it's going to come out on the same format when it probably hit, would have hit streaming earlier. And next thing you know, it's a $5 like DVD or Blu-ray. And you're just like, well, that was $20 that I just about wasted. I could have bought it for five. I could have bought it for two. 
so it's 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 tricky and i don't really like the juggling thing i don't really like looking for the deals i don't want to be bothered with it just like it's getting to a point where i don't want to be bothered with the uh, physical things but it's so good to have and it's just a peace of mind and be like yeah, i still have fraser if they take it off at least i still have it i don't have cheers and cheers just about left but um yeah I do think that sooner or later it's going to be obsolete because I it, it's really not controlled by us at all. They say, oh, it's, it's whatever is popular or whatever is like this, but everything was popular, and then they'll switch it. So whether it's like a cloud or something, even if it's a different format, I'm, I'll say this. I don't think they're going to exist the way they are now if there is a physical format. I think there's going to be some kind of a, maybe a smaller disc or a disc that holds several movies or something that we just haven't thought of yet. Um, um, so, I mean, if there is, I, I do think that it's going to be obsolete in, inside of our lifetimes, um, the DVD, Blu-ray, or 4K, or whatever. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it's, it's interesting, and, and like, the, the idea of, like, you know, the, the music rights, and, and like, now there's the, mm. the strike that's going on, people fighting for it, because the world has really changed the way that we consume media, and people deserve to be mm -hmm. paid for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So it's 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 interesting to see that going on. There's shows like 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 there's a show. Can, Brody, can I interest you in a Ryan Reynolds, Nathan Fillion television show that yeah. exists? Oh, in the two world? guys, a girl, and a pizza place. And... Yeah, good luck finding that I've never anywhere. Seen, I've never it's seen not an available of that. DVD. Me neither. I don't I can't believe. And it. even if it were, I don't want to buy it. I want to watch it on a streaming service. I don't know if it's good. I I don't want to. I don't want to shell out a bunch that. of money. There's a show it. that I watched when I was a kid called They Came from Um They Came from Outer Space. It's a weird brother duo show where they felt each other's pain with Dean Cameron and Stuart Fracken. Uh, that doesn't exist anywhere. It's, it's, I'm sure it's horrible, but I would love to watch it for nostalgia. You can find it on DVD for 200 bucks on Amazon. I'm not paying oh. 200 bucks, but I'd love to watch it sometime. Uh, you know, it shows like a show like Dream On that I that was on HBO when I was when I was a kid growing up, a, a sitcom that kind of a precursor to Friends, and they they put out like three seasons of it and then stopped. I don't know how it ends. I, I, it, there's seven seasons, and, and they just stopped. Oh. And it, and they never had it on HBO. They never even put it on HBO. Not even back when it was like the, the streaming service first debuted. It's never been there. It's <laughs> gone forever. It's just, it's such an odd, an odd feeling to feel like we live in the future, and yet like I can't just watch like some, something that exists. Like put it on freebie for crying out loud. Like yeah, I'll watch a few ads, man. Like like. Give me, give me some. I'm not asking for much. I'm asking for a Dean Cameron TV show that, that I'll be one of three people that put that streams it when it pops up there. Give me some Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah. Stuff from my my childhood that's probably horrible, but that I'd like to like Herman's head. I'd like to watch yeah. it again. I want to remember it before all the memories have completely faded. I'm sure it's terrible, <laughs> but I want to see it just one more time. Yeah. But alas, uh, not. Well, and meant it's to be. it's it's crazy because I remember when Disney Plus when they were first coming out with Disney plus and there was this big deal about they're opening the vault and they were yeah, like, yeah. they were like before things would go into the vault, they would release it on disc. It would be there for three, four, five, ten 10 years. And then it would be this big show. We're opening the vault. It's coming out of moratorium. And so when Disney plus came out, they were like, we're opening the vault. Everything is available. But now we're kind of in this, you know, Charlie mentioned Willow. Like Willow came mm -hmm, out less mm -hmm. than a year ago. And now it's and it's, gone. it's gone for who knows how long. I mean, is this gonna be a a recycled thing? Is this gonna come out every couple of years? Is this just 
is this just a dead show that people will kind of have this fever dream remembering of like, didn't they redo, didn't they make a Willow show that was there for like <laughs> six months or less? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Someday in like 20 years when our kids are doing a podcast together, uh, they're like, instead of, instead of they came from outer space and Herman's head, they'll be like, We're, Willow, it was like one season. I, I swear it existed when I was a kid. It was a real show. Did you guys see it? <laughs> look, I have a, I've, I have a firm philosophy. So look, okay. This is part of a bigger conversation that, than I think we have time to have tonight. But I, look, I got to a place where I was really irritated with streaming services. They would just cancel shows after like a season. Yeah. And so I have like a policy that unless it's like a show that I'm really, really attracted to, I, I want, I want, I want them to commit to me as a viewer before I commit to them as a viewer. And I know that's like that's like counterproductive because shows don't get enough viewers and then they get canceled. So it's a little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. But I, I, there's too much content to watch for me just to kind of like invest, fall in love with the show, and then poof, it's gone. And then so if I had watched Willow and I did love it, I'd be extra pissed right now. At least now I'm just kind of like, well, that's that's unfortunate. Like uh, hopefully it wasn't good. I don't know. I'll never know. And so it's kind of at least a little bit. I, I'm you know, you're insulating yourself a little bit from the from the disappointment because man, there were some shows I just loved that got just got like the carpet pulled out from under them just when they were kind of getting good. So yeah, I yeah, started watching point. Willow. I started watching. I watched about ten minutes, and then I was like, no, I think I'd rather watch Reacher because Charlie kept talking about Reacher, and so I was like, I I I stopped after ten minutes of the first good. episode, and I was like, ah, maybe I'll come back to it later after I finish Reacher. Um, and, and now it's just gone. So I, you know, at least I didn't get too invested. You know, I got about 10 minutes and was like, I don't feel like watching this right now. That's, that's, that's you know, it's another part of streaming, like, like the, the, the new Lord of the Rings show on, on, on Amazon. I, I don't, I don't know that I'm ever, I've never been in the mood to watch it, but I'm glad that it exists and that I could watch it. I don't know that I ever will because I don't know that I'll ever be in the mood to watch it. But I want it to keep existing just in case <sighs> I'm ever like, you know what I want? I want a drawn out exposition of a of a television show based on a Tolkien. Give it to me now, and maybe maybe I'll, and then I'll, I want it to exist still, but you know, just in like in a in a stasis. I want to watch it, but I kept falling asleep, and so I'm. It's just <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I but I want to. Yeah. So, you but it's the same type of thing of like options. Yeah, I want it to be there in case I get that urge. In that moment, I can then go and watch it. But if it just disappears, if Amazon is like, we dumped $500 million into this thing and, you know, we don't want to continue paying people for it, then they pull it off. There's a a difference, though, bro. There's a difference between no longer like saying, hey, all right, well, this didn't work out. And we're not going to continue with it, but they didn't have to take it off the channel there. I mean, I don't know why they're dumping them in the first place, if I'm being honest. Like, I know that it has to do with the rights. Like, they, they don't want to pay for the rights, so they just let it go. You, Charlie, you, another, you know, you, like, you know about this, right? Can you give us some background on that? Yeah. So, all right. So, essentially, like, a, there's a big story, like, a, maybe a year or two ago, where Netflix kind of said they were kind of reaching their subscriber peak. And there was like, there was this big, so it was like kind of the thing of the streaming wars and everybody was, they were shotgunning these like pilots and shows out there. Everybody wanted subscriptions, subscriptions, but there is a finite amount of subscriptions that you can get. 
And so the idea was to flood the marketplace, get subscriptions, and Wall Street and you know, investors were comfortable with Netflix or whoever declaring losses and losing money as long as subscribership kept growing. Uh, and then there was this big backlash from investors, and they wanted to see profits. Show us profits. So Netflix comes out with the, okay, we're not going to share passwords anymore. So they, they kind yeah. of revamped their whole business policy. It went from love to sharing a password with someone to like, F you, don't ever share your password and, you know, cracking down. Uh, and other streaming services respond by saying, well, hey, hey, you know, we have to pay people on some residuals if people keep watching these on streaming. So what if we just uh, took uh, them out? So they don't get to watch them anymore. We don't got to pay that money. And so they just, were rem- I don't know. Why Robert De Niro was making that choice, but, uh, but he was uh, it just yanking him out, uh, and so so it's just it's just money, it's just money. So it's ways that they can they can make more money for their investors, and, and people will still subscribe. And so, so HBO HBO cuts the HBO, they become Max. They're flooding their channel with like Discovery property, like low overhead reality television stuff that's easy to produce. So this they can keep their subscriber count up, their view, but they're removing things that cost them residuals and money and. It's all just a it's all a shell game to make people richer. Well, and yeah, some so stuff with the with the Mac stuff is you know, like you mentioned Westworld, you know, they they're kind of like leasing that out now. So they're saying, Okay, so you can't get Westworld. Sure, it's, on another, Max, it's another way to make money. But yeah. you can you can go and watch it on the Roku channel. I think it's going to the Roku channel and you'll probably have to watch some ads for it and Roku will pay yeah. them to then stream Westworld. After they cancel, yeah, you're them. absolutely right. So yeah, so the, the shows that they take off their streaming, they then become you know sellable properties to other streaming services, and I think you will see a lot more of them land on ad supported because there's a lot of those now with Cracked and Tubi and Plex and yeah. uh, Freebie. There's a lot of these popping up, but it's just kind of like ridiculous that you you have to pay like what twenty bucks a month to have an HBO subscription, and then the flat one of their flagship shows Westworld, you can then also watch on a different streaming services with ads. In addition to your your <laughs> monthly fee of streaming, and, uh, it's tough it's, and it's uh, confusing. It's it's confusing trying to track this stuff, yeah. and trying to follow this stuff. I loved Westworld. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask. Uh, so one last big topic, and then we can we can wrap. Do we have do we have time, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got time. Okay, so I, I guess I guess I want to kind of boil this down into an, into like a, a more theoretical artistic discussion. To end, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna highbrow it here. Uh, okay. I was thinking about this a lot because you know I'm a music guy. I love, I love music, and I was thinking about how you know you can put on a track from like fantastic. Like we, you don't you don't the the, the recordings of, of yesteryear, the recordings of the '80s, the '90s, the 2000s. It's all it all sounds great. Uh, music, you know, it's um, you, there's a lot of different accessibility issues now that are, are fantastic for for modern music making. But essentially, it's not, it's not like watching a movie from like 1960 where you're like, oh. It's really dated or you go back and watch the you know the cgi of the 2000s in movies <laughs> music is a medium that like in its construction is designed to last essentially forever and unless we invent like new ways for you know to create music that's like so above and beyond the the recordings that we have will always exist and they'll always be interchangeable from from decade to decade and generation to generation movies is not that way right you know you watch you watch old action movies whatever it may be you show your kids the even like oh you can't I'm gonna show them die hard someday and it's gonna it's you know, and then you show them, John, you know, John Wick Four or something. It's like, it's it's not, you know, these are not the same, uh, sure, and like sure. the way that they're shot. And so, so I guess my question and the conversation I'd love to end this with is, do you have a romanticized idea of cinema and that it should be preserved and continued to be like you know accessible to future generations, or do you have kind of a more pragmatic approach where you're thinking like, 
me, like movies are really more of it's more of like a recyclable media or art form it's not meant it's not like a mona lisa hanging in a museum where people come and like oh the, the forever we'll just go look at this painting that this old painting uh or, you know or the music of beethoven from the 1700s or whatever it's like okay if this is meant to be enjoyed in a window of time and then when that window closes it doesn't matter like if you're a film buff maybe you're really upset that 7,000 you know silent films are gone but realistically if you're just an average person, how many of us are you know going to go back and, and, and scour archives and watch 10,000 silent films, right? It's like, oh, it's just a bummer that they're gone, but like, it doesn't really affect my life at all. And if, you're, if we're being honest, I know a lot of us have not even seen a lot of those uh, 1940s uh, classics, even Brody, you know, Wonderful Lives. I know Brody and I haven't seen any of the old Christmas. I, Dylan, I know you're, you're, you like them all, but Brody Dylan's and I are, seen them all. <laughs> we're slackers. We're slackers. So, so I, long story short, my question to you is, do you romantic idea that you want to preserve this keep it or do you are you just kind of like hey let it roll and let's just you know wipe out every every couple of years we just that decade's gone and we just go metaphorically speaking dylan you want to take that you want me to jump? all right yeah uh i i um i am a firm believer that i mean music is timeless and it but i mean it also does represent its its era and when it was when it was made, even though like it still can be considered timeless. I look at movies a lot the same way because I mean, there's movies that we still do remember. <clears throat> Maybe not like ever. Okay, do I think they should all be available? Yes. Is there space and there's room in the cloud or what have you in the streaming and all that kind of thing? Yes, there is. Uh, it could be preserved very very easily. We remember movies to this day that came out way before we were born. People are still talking about The Wizard of Oz. People are still talking about Raiders of the Last Lost Ark. I mean, previews are coming out, or let's say, I mean, even the new, the newer Indiana Jones, not the Dial of Destiny, which hasn't come out yet, but it's already getting reviews, and they're saying it's kind of meh. But, I mean, like, people said the same thing about the Crystal Skull. They didn't say that about The Last Crusade. They didn't say that about Raiders of the Lost Ark. They didn't exactly say that about the Temple of Doom. Um, I mean, people are still saying, hey, the original trilogy of Star Wars is still the pinnacle of Star Wars. And it's difficult to argue that. Uh, so, I mean, is there kind of a picking and choosing factor? I mean, probably. Should it be? Should they still be preserved? I, I do think that. Because I do think that there is, uh, you can learn... Uh, from from what you've already seen, do we have to watch Citizen Kane? Does every single person have to watch it? No. Should it be available? Absolutely. Can you learn from it? Sure. Has everybody done things like that, and it's no longer novel? Absolutely. But without it, it's, I mean, it still deserves its place in the sun. So does John. Uh, sorry, folks. We had a <laughs> we had a we had a minor uh, uh, little recording issue there, but we should be should be good now. So, Dylan, back to back to Citizen Kane. You were making a point about we don't all have to watch Citizen Kane. We don't all have to watch Citizen Kane, but should it be available for people to see? Absolutely. Have people learned from it? Have people done every single thing from it and it's no longer novel to us? Yes, it is. Does it help us to watch it? Some people want to. A lot of people, they shouldn't have to, obviously. But I mean, like, again, like, you're going back to things like right now and there's not a lot of memorable things. I mean, like, there's John Wick, yes. and But then comparing it to Die Hard, if you really sit down and watch Die Hard, I mean, it's, it's still a really good movie. And, I mean, John Wick is a good movie, too. Um, but, I mean, like, these days, people will talk about Star Wars, and they'll talk about the original trilogy as the pinnacle of it, and they're the first ones that were made. They didn't improve on them yet, which 
it's surprising. And until they're able to do that consistently, like they have been before, they're starting, people these days are starting movies without even a script. And that's why there's like, that's one of the things with the strike, like things aren't getting done because writers have to be on set instead of back in the day, everything was done, everything was set. Maybe they tweak it a bit, that's fine. And if the writers are there, that's great. But I mean, like we've got, we had epic movies come out. People remember Predator. People may, I mean, like they started finally putting some thought into it with, with Prey. That's the last good Predator that we got. And before that, there was really not any, even part two and a Predator and Predators and then a, some other <laughs> Aliens versus Predators and then Alien versus Predator. Nobody remembers those things. People remember Predator. People remember Prey because they finally got serious. Somebody wanted to say something. But with the Star Wars, they had no clue what they were doing. And so what we're supposed to now, like, no longer watch the original trilogy? And guess what? We can't watch the original trilogy because it's already been screwed with by George Lucas. We can't even see the original, original trilogy. So they're already kind of doing this. And it sucks. Like, we can't go back and watch the actual original Star Wars where Han fires first. Nowadays, it's all, like, changed. And they so, I mean, I do think that we should be able to see these things. I do think there's, like, like space and there's, a, I mean, like, I get that they're trying to save money, but it's getting ridiculous. It's just, like, I, I understand that it's a business, but, I mean, you've got to have a little bit of, not nostalgia, but respect for their own art. That's how I, I think, feel about it. I, I hope think it, 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 I'm... <laughs> I think I have a slight counter argument to that. I I agree that I think this stuff should stick around. I sort of like music; it should always be there. You know, you can go and listen to the music from the twenties if you want to. I and there's probably a small amount of people who really enjoy music from the twenties. I have no interest in going and listening to music from the twenties, and I've seen that with my kids now that my kids are getting older i've got a you know a 12 year old a 10 year old an 8 year old and a 6 year old and so i am showing them movies from that i loved growing up from the 80s and 90s and not robocop just, yet though not robocop yet no not robocop. <laughs> um, but like they're just not as interested and they're and they get kind of bored with them and even to the star wars like there's a whole kind of generation of people who look at the prequels as their Star Wars. And, you know, the people that were watching Star Wars when they were young are now in their 20s. You know, and so, and, and like I've heard, I, I haven't met any of these people yet, but I've heard, you know, that there are these people who, who do love the prequels who actually don't really enjoy them. And so it's, I think that movies sort of have this generational lifespan. Not, I, don't, I hate to say lifespan because I don't think that they die off. But I think that in terms of uh, just like interest, I think that the movies that I love from the 80s and 90s are going to kind of stick with me. And my kids are going to grow up watching fondly the movies from the 20 teens you know because that's what they grew up with and so i i don't know but i don't want the movies to like go away right i don't want well, then what are you saying because you're not really saying know. anything about that i don't know i'm just just trying to make some points here 
your, your, look, your points are your points are valid, bro. I mean, they're I think they're as time passes, interest in older whatever insert the insert the blank it wanes and naturally so just like there's you know you, you can talk about the content you can talk about the um you know just like the like the language that's used sometimes we evolve as a society and we don't use sort of words or language anymore sometimes you know like you watch valley girl and it's all like like as and for shores and you know t tubulars and things that are weird words that slang that's outdated and doesn't make sense anymore you have like the different visuals and stuff where just the quality isn't as good I dream of a utopia, though. Like I, I like you know this the street like music has its, its own problems with like paying uh, artists and licensing fees and all that stuff. So I don't want to get into that part of it. But I do like the convenience of, of like you know I get Apple Music th uh, free through Verizon and it's fantastic. I I can just type in any artist. I can go to their catalog and I can just listen to anything anytime. So I love that. Like picture a world where you just like you know what I'm in the mood for a Sam Jackson vehicle. And you just type his name into a streaming service, and then just every single movie he's ever made is there. And you can just scroll through and be like, "I've never even heard of this one. What is this from the nineteen, you know, nineteen eighties? Oh, you know, oh, uh, you know, oh, coming to America. What, what does he, what does he do in this one? And you can kind of scrub through that and and, and find I, that snakes would be on a plane. And it's like like a like a full to everyone that we, you know, that we're preserving kind of like what has come before. Actually, you know, as as we continue to age and next generations come in, we become, you know, even more, we we lean even heavier into our boomerness. Our yelling at clouds, our <laughs> our Abe Simpson, where he's yelling at Homer and he says, "I used to know what it was, and then they changed what it is, and it scares me, and it'll happen to you." We're Gen Xers. We're not boomers. <laughs> we're not old enough to be boomers. We're Gen yeah, Xers. but we're we're gonna we're we're leaning into that, you know, like that next phase. Anyway, oh, that's but true. like. But we want to watch stuff too, like just because I'm phasing, you know, just because I'm a, you know, even when I'm 80, I'm going to want to watch stuff. I'm going to want to pop on Die Hard and crawl through my home vents one last Ooh. time. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I know that it's way more complicated of an issue, but I do, I do hope that there is a way that they can figure this out so that the stuff yeah. doesn't just disappear forever. Uh, yeah. And it, there are even artists tweeting, you know, there were on shows, some of these shows, you know, it's, it's, they're like, I can't even watch this. I don't even own this. There's a show I was in, and it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's like I, it's, it's and it's just like they can't even get a copy. Like, you know, like, can we can we get them a DVD or something? Uh, I just I just hope they figure out a way to like manage to have availability of a lot of this stuff, so that you know mm -hmm. we can we can watch it, we can preserve, it, we can enjoy it, and that the future generations can kind of out of even if it's just out of curiosity, go back and see what what was the fuss, what was all that fuss about. Uh, and, and check out some of these old older flicks because I, I do think that there's uh, I I do have a little bit of a romantic side when it comes to movie making and I do think that you can learn a lot by seeing how things were made in the era that they were made in and it's a fun way almost like a time capsule uh, to kind of go back and see a little bit of a glimpse of what was what was culture like in a certain era more so than like a you know a, a movie that's just kind of doing a flashback uh, in, in its time so. Anyways, uh, I I think it's a, it's an interesting discussion, and uh, I think it would be fun to kind of keep this going. But I know we're probably running long. Uh, so, anybody oh. have any last thoughts on any any of this uh, wildness? If they had things I, no, that right. were more preserved, then it would be a lot better. Like there should be some streaming channels that are specifically just for that, and so like nothing is yeah. out of like that. That would be a lot better. I would even go for that. An archive. Like, uh, studios could just have a bidding war of like of the stuff that they don't care about, and then they mm -hmm. could just go to mm -hmm. go to like a free thing, and then we could just we all watch it for free. 
Um, but people should get, but you know, writers, actors, people should get paid, but, but also we should be able to watch stuff. So yeah, make it happen. Yeah. All right. Make it happen. You, 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 billion, you billionaires. All right. So, uh, Brody, any last thoughts? Yeah. I, I hope this stuff sticks around. I know I didn't really answer that, that question, but I do want stuff to stick around. I, even though I've you want never a world seen without stuff. RoboCop, the original RoboCop, a world no, it without needs, RoboCop. It needs to be there. The world needs it. Um, and even the, now more the, than even this, even the Citizen Kanes. I've never seen Citizen Kane, but like that's you don't something have to, that you really could, don't. You don't. That I want to. I want to. You know, I want. I want to see uh, a wonderful life. You know, like have I gotten around to seeing it? No, I haven't. Do I want to? Do I want the option to watch it? Yeah. 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 You know, and I, I do wonder, as these copyrights and stuff come up, you know, it's not something that we've really had to deal with, with movies too much. Mm-hmm. You know, this, uh, I want to call it open source. I know that's not, what's the right term? Copyright, when it, when it, when it drops out of copyright. It's been the 72 years or whatever. Oh, uh, uh, public domain. Public domain, you know, as we start seeing stuff going to public domain, I wonder what happens then, you know, because that, yeah, that's, that's going to happen to movies, you know, and so it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, I think. I First, whatever movie, you know, whichever, uh, you know, high profile movie gets put into that public domain sphere first, <laughs> we will stream it live for you on Talk Talk Punch. Nice. Heck yeah. We'll be here for you. <laughs> well, we'd love to know your thoughts, right? So you've heard us talking about this. I think it's an interesting subject. Let us know what you've been. How what streaming services do you subscribe to? How are you juggling this? What was the last DVD you purchased? Are you buying things digitally? Uh, for me, like going to the theater has largely been replaced by the occasional, uh, you know, buying things digitally and streaming. What about you? Are you going to the theater still? Let us know in the comments and make sure it, you don't. You, click like and subscribe it really does help us and it means a lot and if you like this watch some other videos that also helps us and it means a lot it'll make dylan's heart smile so we'll see you next time <laughs> tickle the heart Bye.